Hello, it's Denise from Women Beyond a Certain Age, and my dear friend and our expert on growing old gracefully is here today, Pat Greenberg. And I'll tell you something, it's pretty extraordinary because today we're talking about inflammation. And to be perfectly honest, I think we could probably do a hundred different segments on inflammation. But Pat just served us an anti-inflammation lunch. And I said to her, why don't we share that with people? Why don't we tell people how, how easy it was and how delicious it was, Pat? Created this. I saw her. It did not take long. And so that's what we're talking about today. Hello, Miss Pat. Hello, Denise. So nice to see you again. So nice to see you. So what I did today was I really wanted to have fun with food that's also good for you. Yes. That's like been one of the things that I've been doing my whole professional life. Um, just a quick, for those of you in the food industry know this, but in culinary school, uh, when you finish up your program, because I have a bachelor's degree in nutrition and food science, and I also have a degree in culinary arts, and uh, just a little side about my background is I went on to teach nutrition and healthy cooking to chefs. So I took those two components of my background. I worked as a dietitian many years ago, and I put them together to share with people in the food service industry how to work and, and serve healthy food. Because uh, there's a lot of misconceptions about it, and it's ever evolving. But one thing I'm a really I'm a master at is the mystery box. So those of you who've been through culinary school or work in the industry know what that means. You get a box of food, a box of ingredients. Usually it was in a bus tub, right? In a kitchen, yes. you got it in an old, hopefully the bus an tub old was clean. schlocky bus tub, <laughs> and all the food was in it. And the and the executive chef or the teacher said, "Go ahead, come back, make a meal with it." And you come back and show us what you can do. So it's always been a love of mine is to open up my refrigerator, open up my cabinets and go, what do I have? I'm not going to run out to, a ha you know, half an hour to run to the grocery store for a package of something that a recipe calls for. I just learn how to throw together what I have. So I looked this up. I studied this extensively. What are the foods that fight inflammation? And I am going to talk extensively about inflammation. But fight dementia, fight heart, fight heart disease, diabetes. And they all seem to be the same group of foods that we know all over the world have helped people stave this off. First and foremost is color. You want food with a lot of color. So I use berries. Eat the rainbow. Eat the rainbow. Cauliflower, broccoli, uh, cruciferous vegetables. Not everybody loves kale, so it's okay. You can use other leafy greens. Um, turmeric, cocoa powder, mm. or cocoa in any form. Cinnamon, nutmeg. All types of beans, black beans, white beans, chickpeas, lentil beans, pinto beans, coffee, and fresh fruit and juices. So if, you know, I'm not a big juice drinker, but a fresh squeezed glass of orange juice is fantastic for you. And then condiments, the olive oil, um, reducing the amount of salt, but not taking it all together. Lots of onions, lots of garlic, and whole grains, sprouted grains, flaxseed. Uh, you may not love all of this quinoa, so find your own. And of course, a nice glass of red wine with it. And I put this list together, and I thought, well, what do I have in my house? So I literally, the girls can tell you, they were here this morning having lunch with me, is we, I took tuna fish. I mixed it with olive oil, onion, celery, and a cruciferous, cruciferous salad, which just means red cabbage, uh, shredded uh, Brussels sprouts, anything you can find in that family. And it was delicious. Thank you. So Thank simple. You. So, so simple. simple. So delicious. 
I took smoked salmon with mustard seeds and covered it with mustard seeds and black pepper. Again, just go out and buy some lox or buy some smoked salmon. I took grain crackers that contain um, oat bran, flaxseed, sesame seeds, and they also all come in gluten-free choices now if that's something that you need. Then I took broccoli and cauliflower with black beans, and I mixed it, mixed up mustard with turmeric and olive oil, whipped it up, and just put it on top of the broccoli, cauliflower, and black beans and put it in the oven that for about 15 minutes. That was delicious, Pat. I didn't even measure it, to be honest, but I'll and come up with you, a recipe if that anyone That sauce needs also it. went with the salmon. And it so went with the salad. I put, I mixed yes. my salad and I took extra yes. sauce and then I put that on my cracker with my salmon and it was delicious. And you can chill it and use it as a salad dressing. So it's multi-purpose. And then a little bowl of mixed berries, as many colors as I could find. And then for dessert, instead of having a giant piece of cake or lots of sugar, I'll take almonds, cashews, walnuts, and I'll mix them with some dark chocolate chips. And it really, really does the trick for satisfying that little sweet tooth at the end of a meal. It was, I can verify, the meal was perfect because I ate the rainbow and I ate everything. And I want to say one thing. I was just reading, Pat, because I love turmeric. Some of these spices are ancient. Yes. In India yes. foods, we yes. know them. But not always mainstream. I was just reading, my husband sent it to me, ADD, which, of course, some people have accused me of before. They're finding that saffron might be good for someone with ADD. Well, of course, no one buys saffron on a usual, right, on a regular right. basis anymore. Exactly. So what, how would you know that? But I read the article and I thought to myself, well, I can buy some saffron, put it in my rice more often. My ADD um, is actually better than it was when I was a child because I've learned to manage it a little mm -hmm. bit. But there's a, it's amazing to me the, the history of the world that probably we knew everything we needed to know about food and what was good for us, and we lost it. Absolutely, and that gets back to I really like to go to authentic restaurants that still maintain the integrity of their culture. Yes. Rather than go to these restaurants with all the mishmash. Yes. So let's talk about inflammation in our health. So why is it critical to our overall well-being to eat an anti-inflammatory diet, and, and how do we even know what to eat and how to design our menus around it? First of all, inflammation is a healthy response to injury in the body. So think of when you have swelling, redness, or even a fever. Uh, this alerts the body that it needs to repair the damaged area or fight off infections. So cells run right over to that uh, cut or that uh, the, having a fever or something's off kilter in the body and tries to fix it. So you will have an inflammatory response that's totally normal. And when the wound is healed, the inflammation goes away. Unhealthy inflammation is when the body is chronically inflamed due to whether it's a medical condition, sometimes genetic predispositions, external stresses, and unfortunately, aging mm. plays a role in that. The older yes. you get, the harder it is to fight off inflammation. Um, and unhealthy lifestyle choices will keep the body's immune system in high alert. So meaning when the body is in distress due to injury, it's a short-term response. When your body is in distress due to um, abnormal eating foods that are not good for you. Chronic stress is what it does. It puts your body in fight or flight. This is an ancient response. It's a primal response, but your body swells, and you are trying to fight things off, especially when you're eating badly, you're not sleeping, uh, you're gaining weight. And what happens, too, also is you can understand this. Your body shuts down to outside help if that makes sense. Yes. You become so 
engrossed in the way you feel and so stressed out and so tight, you actually shut down mentally and you become resistant to any help. And that's another form of inflammation is that you're keeping it close to the vest, you're clenching your body, you're keeping it tight, and the body's saying, wow, there must be something wrong. That that hip is mm-hmm. as hard as a rock. Let's go send some anti-inflammatory cells over there. And they're there to actually kill bad stuff and save the healthy ones, but because if it's in chronic high alert, it's going to start to destroy the good cells as well. And that can lead to heart disease, certain types of cancer, and certainly brain disease, which is why we keep emphasizing over and over again relaxation and eating these foods that seem to be very instrumental in keeping the inflammation down are as good for your brain as your heart and and your hip and your lower back and all the places that we tend to hold our stress. Absolutely. You know, I find also when I'm I'm researching this and and the there seems to be a direct correlation between these what we call pro-inflammatory foods, which is foods that help reduce the the ones I just listed. You know, everyone likes to say that chocolate's good for me, so I'm going to eat a truckload. We don't mean for you to eat a truckload. Coffee's <laughs> good. I'll have 17 cups a day. Exactly. Turmeric's amazing. It's an ongoing joke with my husband. He carries around a shaker of it. He puts it on all my food. I'm like, you ma- I made uh, pasta with sardines, and I used chickpea pasta. I had this amazing Italian dinner the other night, and he put turmeric all over it. <laughs> Um, so I appreciate um, the I appreciate the effort, but sometimes you know it's a little bit too much. But what happens is the bacteria in the stomach gets thrown off. So these are the kinds of things that you know you want to keep an eye on what you're eating and to, very very healthy. And uh, this is the too much information discussion. Is you want your digestion to be even and frequent. You want to be going to the bathroom at least once a day, a good hard solid amount so that it's getting out of your body. Okay, and now this Pat, list of inflammatory... This is how Dr. Oz made it to the big time, talking yeah. about poop with Oprah. Oprah. So I'm just hoping, as you're mentioning it right now, mm-hmm. someone out there is listening they're to listening, us. And they're going to make that us, wants to make sponsor, us wants to sponsor this show because we're talking about poop because it's worked for other people. But is that true? But it's, it's true. true. What she's saying, I'm making fun of it, but come yeah. on. We know that if you're not having elimination, right. you're not feeling right. That's right. Your body's actually, you're, it, you're developing you're, toxins. The toxins right. are building it's up in your body. It's backing up. <laughs> so it's ba- I, literally. I crack myself literally. I can't open. But so, no, you're right. Uh, digestion, again, is a whole other conversation, which I hope we'll have one day. But the healthy gut is this, what we call the, the, the gut is the whole digestive tract from the stomach to the large intestines, the small intestines. And the balance of the good and the bad bacteria in your lining can be thrown off by sugar, trans fats, and low in fiber. What does fiber do? Fiber is crunchy. Fiber, people make fun of fiber. It's hippie food. It's like eating grass. I love it's eating fiber. Garbage. What it does is it actually helps you remove the toxins and the unwanted waste in your body and bring it out. That's right. So the perfect poop is dark brown, very heavy, and sits on the bottom of the bowl. Oh, my gosh. She okay. went there. I okay. went there. She I went, went there. there. And your now, normal might be every day. Your normal might be every other day. But you don't want to go more than two or three days. That is okay. that is full-blown constipation. Now, this leads us into one other thing, Pat. Yes. And you can be an executive producer with me. <laughs> I think the only reality show that we haven't seen yet is called Celebrity Poop. Yes. And we're going to go into celebrities' homes. And check and their poop. And whoever has the best poop mm-hmm. wins. Okay. And just, they get the prize. I'm just putting it out there. Okay. So what you're doing is if you're holding all that in, 
and you're eating too much sugar and trans fats and you're not having the anti-inflammatory foods, your body will have an inflammatory response to having too much stool in your system. (gasps) And what it does is it actually will cause it, it... it causes you to hold. Now, what happens when you're holding on to waste in your body? You're gaining weight. Oh. You're not eliminating. Your skin looks bad. Your skin looks terrible. You're tired. You're irritable. And you know what? It's frightening to feel that way. Absolutely. There's this feeling of, of off kilter, which kind of throws you off emotionally. And and you um, can't, you don't sleep right, well. I right, think one of the big, right. I have a sister that suffered with this most right. of her life mm-hmm. because she didn't eat well. Right. Okay. She was a cl- classic sort of dieting. I'm not going to eat that, blah, blah. And when she discovered fiber, mm-hmm. when she was 50 something years old and a doctor said, well, you eat white flour and sugar and booze. Of course, you don't feel well. So she's now changed everything because she changed her gut. Yeah, exactly what you're saying. And you're but never fiber. giving your body a break. If you're in that yes. kind of high alert mode at yes. all time, you're not giving the body internally a break. So every little bit will count on keeping the inflammation in your body down. And inflammation can be apparent. I do, do want to mention this quickly. Swollen ankles. Swollen hands, you can't get your rings on and off. Yes. So where arthritis falls into the category of there's different forms of arthritis, Um, arthritis is an inflammation in response to an injury as well. And an injured joint or a joint that's degenerating, you you will develop inflammation surrounding that. So we need to give our bodies a break. Rest when you can. Try to read instead of watching TV. We talked about that a little bit earlier. Move as much as you can. Reduce the sugar in your diet, tons of fruit and vegetables, reduce your alcohol intake, and reach out to friends and family uh, to try to keep yourself calm. One last thing I want to mention. Well, we've already said the word poop. We said poop. Elimination. Yeah. Did you say intestines, too? I don't even think you're supposed to say intestines before 5 o'clock in the afternoon. You should be peeing a lot also. Okay, uh, now we've gone into the peeing. Uh, But. I want you to understand you can do this with all your everyday food. What do you eat in the morning? Do you like a bowl of cereal? Throw some fiber in it. Yes. At lunch, do you just do you like a turkey sandwich on have whole grains or sprouted wheat? Throw a little more vegetable on it. There's these little again, these bite-sized solutions that I'm so always perfect. talking That's about. That's a great you know, you know you're what? having it you want you're craving a soda. You know how I gave up soda? I started drinking seltzer with lemon or lime. It's old school, it's so old fashioned. Uh, do people still use the word seltzer? I order seltzer. No, you know out. what? Actually, it's seltzer has come back seltzer, on cans. And now it's on the cans. Now it's on cans now, saying seltzer water. Seltzer water. And um, throw a, a piece of fruit in that. Uh, when you're having a, this is, I'm not much of a dessert person, more from health. It's not that I don't like them. I'm really trying to be careful about my sugars. So when we're having a dessert, if you're going to have that scoop of ice cream, throw some nuts on top instead of uh, uh, Jimmy's or cherries or um, M&M's. Just go with the nuts, the fiber, in, in especially in almonds that the skin is on when you're still eating them. Just something little like these are tiny little things you could be doing. They'll make all the difference in the world. And lots and lots and lots of water. You I don't think I talk enough about hydration. No, I have to tell try, you. And I don't think there's an eight or ten glass of I don't a day either. hard and fast rule, but don't allow yourself to get too thirsty. I'll tell you this. I think of all the things that I've not done that were bad habits. The best habit I ever adapted, early in my 20s, I started drinking a quart or two of water every day. Okay. What prompted you to do that? I'm uh, curious. I think because, even... I don't know. I don't know. I just, mineral water had mm-hmm. come out. Mm-hmm. I lived near Calistoga. 
I got, I loved the the carbonation mm-hmm. and the uh, flavors of it. And in those days, it really had this horrible flavor that they kind of weeded away. But to be honest, I always, always did. And so when I've gone for checkups, they always say cell renewal and everything is excellent because I've always drank a ton of water. And you know what, Pat, it's interesting. And you say this, uh, checking in with your doctor, and you are responsible for your own stuff. We sometimes don't want to be, or Mm -hmm. we're too busy. I don't have time to go to the doctor, blah, blah. But you know, when you said sodas, this is 35 years ago. I was in my early 30s. I ran kitchens. I drank Diet Coke like I was, it was just, I had all day long. No coffee, just Diet Coke, Diet Coke. And I went in to have a mammogram. So I'm 35, 36. My first mammogram, and my the woman called me and said, boy, your breasts are cloudy and funky, and what do you do? And I said, nothing. And I, you know, I didn't eat. I wasn't overweight. I had other things. My cholesterol was perfect. She said, do you drink a lot of diet soda? And I said, oh, yeah. I mean, I was drinking six or ten mm-hmm, cans mm-hmm. of Diet Coke a day. Not unusual. And she said, you should stop because that's what's making your breast cloudy. Oh, stuff. my God. And I remember thinking, that. this woman's a kook. And then I was starting to just different things happen. I thought, I'm not going to. I'm just giving up on Diet Coke. I mean, it was really an addiction. I drank it all the time. And I didn't sleep well, blah, blah, blah. And my skin looked bad. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you know that 30 years, so I just stopped cold turkey. It's probably the hardest thing I ever quit. Seriously, was Diet Coke. And once in a while, when Cindy and I would have an intern that would go to the store and buy like a six-pack of Diet Coke, it would be in the refrigerator, and I'd think, I want that yeah, Diet Coke yeah. so bad. I mean, I could lick in my And they'd say, oh, I just, I didn't think you'd mind it. I'd think, you can't. That's like a junkie. Don't bring right, me that. Right. But do you know my breasts, are, all of it disappeared. Isn't that something? All of it. Now, so I'm not, I don't know if it was the aspartame. I don't know if it was the soda. It's, I don't know what in it, but this woman had some foresight and said, no, I'm seeing this more and more. This doctor, she was in her fifties. And do you know that my breasts are now clear, Pat? So I That's haven't amazing. had it. It's amazing. See what one little change can one, do? One change. Your, what do you call it? Your one bite solution? Yeah, bite size solution. Bite size solution. One bite at a time, one step at a time. One little bit at a time to just make a difference. Just drop, quit one thing at a time. Don't try to do everything at once. No, you can't. And that's why I think when all of us getting in, as we're going into a new year and different things, and we'll be in January before we know it, January, everyone's resolutions fail because we try to make too big of a change in our lives. And we're creatures of habit. I know I am. I'm speaking for myself. I'm a creature of habit. I can also retrain myself by just deciding on a new habit if I need to. Also, you know what? And again, I always say, what can you do today? Yes, that's a great one. Just what can I do today? I can have one less diet soda. Yep. Instead of having six, let me slowly get off. When I was a teenager, we drank tab do you remember oh tab? god so for lunch we'd have a plate of french fries and a tab and fresca fresca was fresca. my favorite fresca and what's the orange one fanta oh I mean, yeah stuff was such garbage and we drank it by the truckload. fresca i drank like the truckload. Um, well it was diet fresca yeah and it had some grapefruit i think they i think they had a grapefruit that they ran over the yes. packing plant right. i mean um, there was no real grapefruit, yeah, no real grapefruit i drank that until yeah. every day after school mm-hmm. every day and then when I went to college for nutrition, one of my professors cracked that the case about the um, 
aspartame causing methyl alcohol breakdown in the brain. Yes. And I stopped right there and then. I was probably in my early 20s. And I stopped drinking diet anything in yep. those days. And, you know, I'm, I'm courteous. I still put out the pink, the blue, and the yellow on the table when I have company and they want coffee. But um, excessive amounts is certainly very dangerous. Absolutely. I hadn't heard about the breast, the cloudy breast. <gasps> and and I don't, interesting. All I know is this. Yeah. She changed my life by saying that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, but, you know. Oh, well, it was a change for the better. And that's you look right. fabulous. And it's wonderful. And days. I think yep. your next book might be called Bite Size Solutions. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. Yeah. That is so good. Pat, thank you as always. Oh, a fountain. Denise, my pleasure. A fountain thank of you. knowledge. Thank you so much. And you said all of those unseemly, um, unseemly um, poo-poo lines right. perfectly. <laughs> so her book, look for it. It's on sale now. Eat well, live well, age well. And Pat Greenberg, thank you so much. And Miss Cindy, thank you. And goodbye and happy days. Happy days. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.